Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Back to the overnight crowd, Jen Wallace, and look, joining me now, Alex Catalano. It's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken with our inner sanctum, Alex, but Alex, it's great to have you back on board. Lovely to be back, Jen. It has been a while, but uh, <laughs> we've had plenty happen in the world of AFLW since then, so I'm keen to crack in. Lots of practice games played across the weekend. Great to see a few double headers across as well. Good to see the the linking between the men's and the women's comp getting stronger. Yeah, I always like to see that myself. So let's start right back on Friday, the 12th of August. It was St Kilda taking on Brisbane. How did you see this game? Yeah, there's a lot of interest in this game because the Saints had a few of their new recruits to unveil and a few old faces as well. Um, Georgia Patricios obviously is a big headliner coming back in for a first game in nearly 18 months. But I thought um, good signs for the Saints. They they battled hard. I thought that first quarter in particular, they probably could have been up. They had Caitlin Greiser available, but she was uh, out on the sidelines for that game. Uh, probably let themselves down a little bit in the second quarter, but geez, the Lions still look like one of the scariest teams out. Uh, they're going to be contending well and truly again this year and good to see for them as well. A couple of the kids are looking nice too. Oh, that's good to hear. So both sides get through unscathed from that game? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I don't think there were any major concerns. Uh, the Saints were just arresting a few players. Um, like I said, Greiser wasn't playing. Uh, Grace Kelly wasn't playing either. And I think they were missing someone else uh, along there. But um, no, it looked like no injury concerns. They're looking pretty healthy, both sides heading into round one. I'm excited to see what the Lions can do, especially because they've got Freo up first. Should be a great game to kick off. That is a good game to start. Saturday the 13th, we had quite a few games. Let's start with Adelaide versus North Melbourne. It was North Melbourne that got the result by just a couple of points. How did you see both of these teams playing Adelaide now with a couple of less names, but still looking to me like they're going okay? Yeah, they still look good, the Crows. I can say I was at the uh, the hangar for the Essendon Port game and a few of the Port girls who weren't playing were very excited to hear that the Crows had gone down. So it's safe to say the rivalries are uh, brewing and bubbling away already. Um, but no, of course, the when these two always play, it's a very defensive sort of affair. Both teams really love um, their defensive structures and, you know, nothing too different for either of them in this one. The big guns firing, of course, as always in the midfield. Um, but yeah, just the, the two-point loss, obviously it was still a close one. Um, but I think the Crows probably maybe not quite to the level that a few were expecting. I think given what North have lost in the off-season with, you know, Caitlin Ashmore and Eileen Gilroy, Jess Duffin um, all making their way out and still their forward line looking a little bit shaky, you probably would have expected the Crows to sort of mop up everything um, they were throwing at them. But, you know, like I said, still a low-scoring game and um, the defensive pressure always strong from the Crows. And I think it's good signs for North Melbourne, though, that the, uh, the young girls all got a run as well in this game. They played, I think... Um, most of their, their draftees from uh, this season. So good signs for them. I think I was maybe looking at them slipping out of the eight in this season, but I think from what I've seen of them, I think they'll be all right. They'll be able to hold. All right. Essendon versus Port Adelaide. I know this one had your attention. Yes, this was the one that I attended in person across the weekend and good to see two teams, new to the competition, uh, hitting it out against each other as well. 
Um, really, really strong first half from Port Adelaide. I thought the midfield group looked outstanding uh, in the forward line as well. Obviously, having Aaron Phillips and Gemma Houghton spearheading um, respective ends. Phillips spent a lot of time in the centre bounce, and it was um, pretty clear to see that that's where she's going to be playing a lot of her time. I think uh, she's going to be rotating, obviously, into the forward line, but the leadership she added, hitting targets out of that centre bounce, looked like she was under no pressure at all. Um, and it gave someone like Kate Sermon, who spends a lot of time forward when she was playing for Gold Coast, but with such big presences around her, um, she was getting in and under and playing really, really well. I think Port Sports would be happy to see the likes of uh, Abby Derrick and Alex Ballard played really well. Yasmin Dersmo impressed me too. Her uh, kicking off half-back was really, really clean, but... That second half, uh, when the Bombers got off the chain, you could sort of see what they built the list around with all these exciting forwards and and youngsters that can push up into the midfield out of the forward line. Paige Scott uh, was my standout, especially in that second half. And Cedric Fru, who they recruited from the VFLW team, she kicked two goals in the span of about 45 seconds in the last quarter. So pretty exciting signs for both teams, I would say. Um, Obviously, Port resting a few of the older heads in that second half. So interested to see how they do when they go against each other at full strength uh, in round 10 eventually. It seems like so far away, but it'll sneak up. (laughs) Well, the whole season snuck up, to be fair. Western Bulldogs and uh, GWS. Yeah, a good game, I think, for both teams, probably both performing better than they thought they would. Um, And strong scoring. You know, the Doggies obviously had a lot of issues to worry about with their forward line uh, without Izzy Huntington and Bonnie Toogood, obviously both departing for other clubs. But uh, Celine Moody got into the forward line and looked good while she was doing it. Uh, I think they've found a good mix in there to partner with Nell Morris-Dalton. Obviously, you want her in the ruck, but Alice Edmonds is uh, very, very capable of holding her own in there. Um, And for the Giants as well, uh, a few players getting on the scoreboard. I think even last week, there were a few um, players that, outside of Cora Staunton, who they've been really reliant on for a lot of their time. Um, Emily Peace kicked a few last week, and this week, Henny Zerika and Zali Goldsworthy, the um, draftee, she kicked a goal. So I think they'd both be happy with what they showed um, inside their forward lines, in the middle of the ground. Um, I think they'll they'll probably look a little bit better than we expected both of these teams and might notch up a few more wins. While we're on the Western Bulldogs, some news out of... The, the Doggies camp. So head of women's footy and Aussie Football Hall of Fame member Debbie Lee has actually moved on from the club now. She's taken up the role of National Women and Girls Action Plan lead at, at AFL. So a real uh, driving force behind AFLW and she's uh, moving on to, I guess, have an influence across more now. Yeah, I've interviewed Debbie a couple of times and I think it was pretty inevitable that she was going to find her way um, upwards no matter what she did in footy because she's got such a great mind and clearly cares about the game um, on a deep level. So for her to be involved at AFL level now um, with the the women's game, I think is absolutely one of the best moves and um, fantastic for her. I think she's going to, whatever initiatives and whatever plans she's putting in place in that role, uh, they're going to be good for the game. Yeah, it is a good move for the game. On to Gold Coast versus Geelong. Yeah, I think it was pretty expected that the Cats were going to roll over the top of um, the Suns in this one, and they did do just that. Uh, I think Geelong are a team that are going to be really on the rise this year, and unfortunately for the Suns, it might be in the other direction, I think, which is really, really sad. After the last season, I thought they were really building something strong uh, in that group, but unfortunately, when you've got 
so many experienced players leaving the club, including your captain in Hannah Dunn, but even the likes of Sarah Perkins, Sermon, as I mentioned before, Jackie Yorston, um, all making their way out. Uh, it was always going to be tough um, for Gold Coast. So, unfortunately, I think this might be a little sign of things to come. Darcy Maloney, though, for the Cats, four goals. Uh, she was outstanding. And great to see her starting to sort of kick on. She's only had a few more seasons, only a few seasons in the system. So, I think she might be looking to make this her breakout year. Uh, Sydney and Collingwood, one of the new expansion sides yeah. in the Swans. Yeah, they they fought well the first half, the Swans. They really matched it. Uh, but just that little bit of a drop-off in the second half where they probably lost a little bit of pressure. And Scotty Gowans um, spoke a bit after the game and said that he probably felt that they've played about four quarters of footy across their two practice games, but just haven't been able to find that consistency quite yet, which I think is to be expected of a, of a young team like Sydney. Of all the expansion sides, they really do lean the youngest uh, and the least experienced of them all. I think especially their backline was always going to be a little bit of a concern, and we saw that in that second half with the Pies starting to pile on the goals. Um, good to see for them that some of their new recruits, Olivia Barber, kicked a really nice goal from the boundary. Um, they're starting to get that cohesion together. So I think the Pies as well, another team that I think will maybe drop off a little bit, probably still in that in that finals mix, but... Um, yeah, they got matched in the first half, sort of similar to St Kilda and Brisbane where the, the more quality side just ended up prevailing. And then over in the West, we had a double derby day really because it was Frio versus West Coast down at Fremantle Oval in the women's and followed up by, of course, Derby 55 in the night at Optus Stadium. Frio just getting over West Coast in what was pretty horrendous conditions for footy. Yeah, I don't know if you got um, down there, Jen, but the the weather I saw was absolutely horrible through that game. It reminded me of that uh, Gold Coast and GWS game from a few years ago when they were literally playing in puddles. Uh, And I think both teams ended up kicking one goal each or something. Very similar uh, story in this one. But I think overall, out of these two practice games, West Coast would be happy that they didn't give up um, too much of a score in either of them. The Hawks, I think, put on 40-odd points on them, but they scored 73 or 74, something like that. Um, And they obviously kept Frio quite limited in their scoring, albeit in horrible conditions. Um, But Frio do love a scrap. They've shown in their past few seasons they don't mind when the game's getting um, to be a bit of a slog. So I think they'd see that as an absolute win. Um, There's not really much else to take from this game, honestly. There wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, skills on show given the weather that was available. But um, I guess the big news for Frio was Ebony Antonio going down and, we still don't know what the extent of it is, Jen, but the injury's not looking good from uh, the initial signs of it. No, it was an awkward one. I was actually down at the game calling it, and, um, yeah, we had 30-minute delay because of the lightning, the thunderstorm, the hail going across us. Mm. and then, But earlier, previous to that, yeah, Antonio, awkward after smothering, looked like she hit sort of her knee into the ground, and then I think she also at the same time collected it into the um, behind post. So the behind post was still standing, and unfortunately Antonio wasn't. So I, I don't know, it could be PCL. I'm hoping that's as bad as it is. I'm, I just really don't want it to be ACL. But the Antonio household at the moment with Cara, um, hamstring surgery only recently, yeah. and now um, Ebony probably on crutches as well. It's a pretty tough household there for the moment for, for Frio fans. It's a lot of quality to have to make up, uh, especially considering Steph Kane and Gemma Houghton also leaving in the off-season. few holes to plug, I think, for, for Freo this year. Their one find, I thought, was Kaufman. I thought she was great. 
Yeah, kicked a, kicked a um a snag in that one. I think she kicked a few um last week as well. So she's looking good. Yeah, so she was a good pick up. Carlton versus Melbourne at the MCG. Yeah, good to see a couple of games played on the G as well. Exciting for the players um, and Melbourne especially got to do it last year and got the win in the prelim final and got to do it again. Um, but similarly for Carlton, like I said for. Um, the Suns before, I think it was expected that they're going to drop off a bit this year and this game uh, did not look very, very good for them at all. Um, it was a pretty comprehensive victory for for Melbourne. 70 points, not something you see every day. Um, but unfortunately, the Blues midfield looking a bit thin. Um, they obviously had to weather the storm with those, you know, the likes of Paxman and Lily Misson and everyone else in the middle and, of course, the forwards for... Melbourne are looking as good as ever. Um, Taylor Harris, Casey Sheriff, Kate Hall last week all piled on a couple of goals. So they're looking very good coming into this season. Uh, I don't really know what Carlton do from here because there wasn't a whole lot of positives to, to take from it with just two goals. So another one that might be in for a bit of a rough year. It does seem that way for Carlton, unfortunately. And to finish off on Sunday at the MCG as well was Richmond Hawthorne. Yeah, another one that was a bit of a, a pile on, and we were talking a bit about this earlier, Jen, that unfortunately there might be a few games like this this year uh, with some of the, I guess you could call it discrepancies between teams. There's a lot of new teams still coming in and a lot of the previous rounds of expansion um, teams still not quite settled yet either. Uh, it was a pretty similar sort of story in, in this one for the Tigers and the Hawks. Uh, I think the Tigers last year... Could have risen <clears throat> quite comprehensively, but the injuries just held them back. Uh, I think this year is going to be the year. It doesn't look to me like the loss of uh, Harriet Corden is going to be too hard for them to manage. Um, they only gave up a single goal in this game, and I would say of every area of the ground, Hawthorne have got a pretty strong um, forward line, to, especially with Sarah Perkins um, spearheading it. So that's got to be a big tick in their book. Uh, I think they're well and truly on their way to contending for finals, and Steph Williams, they found one in her. She looked very, very nice. Well, Alex, it's great to speak to you once again here on the Overnight Crowd. The, the season proper starts on Thursday, the 25th of August. It's Carlton taking on Collingwood. So maybe in the week in the lead up to that, I'm going to ask you your predictions on, yeah, who's going to play in the grand final, uh, best and fairest for the year, all those sorts of things. So get to thinking so I can pick your brain in another week. <laughs> All right, I'll get a look into the crystal ball because there's a few questions I still have to nut out in my own little predictions. So, Love it. Uh, sounds good. Thanks. Can't wait. Thanks, Alex. Great to have you on the overnight crowd. Alex Catalano from the Inner Sanctum giving us an AFLW preview after all the preseason games. Time for your calls and your texts when we return here on the overnight crowd. Thanks for your company so far. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.